let's descend the podcast into a bit of chaos. More chaos. More chaos. That electric moment when a ball hits the back of the net. Unbelievable game. Two great teams going at it. Compared to the other three beside him, he just looks like the new cafe or something. We are making a documentary about how shit our club is. <laughs> VR is bullshit. Who is the biggest cheater in football tonight? Harry Kane, without a fucking doubt. Without a fucking doubt. Hello and welcome back to the first TNB Thursday Night Baba of 2022. Uh, it's myself and Cousin Mud. Hello Mud. Hello Phil. Um, yeah, Thursday Night Baba, we're calling it Baba just for the time being because Baba Fret is on Disney+. Plus. They have released it and we're going to talk a little bit about it tonight and about all the TV we've been watching over the Christmas break or whatever's been going on. Um, because we obviously we took a break as we said on Monday's show there, we took an extended break. Um, Give us all a bit of a breather. Enjoy ourselves. Uh, as I said, I got COVID. <laughs> Hopefully, it, it, my isolation periods will be over mm-hmm. tomorrow. Fingers crossed. Everything will be sorted and I'll be, everything will be all good. Um, but yeah, and I was lucky. Mad. I got really, really lucky. All of us did in this house. Uh, we didn't really have any symptoms. Thankfully, we just had a runny nose and a sore throat uh, for a day or two. So really, really thankful that not everyone is the same. So please, just because I say that, please do not treat it as COVID as a load of pish. It isn't. Some people are still very seriously, seriously ill with this. So, uh, yeah, get your jabs and your boosters and play on, if you so wish. I'm not going to force anyone to do anything. That's enough COVID chat. Um, Jonathan, tonight we were supposed to do like a sort of a watch-along pod with the Carabao Cup semi-final on, but um, it got postponed. Liverpool got absolutely dosed mm-hmm. with the their own dog millionaire. Now I wasn't either, I wasn't in uh, Kirby the training complex. I I can strongly say that right now before anyone accuses me of this. Um, but yeah, Liverpool were hit with COVID, coinciding with three players going off to compete in the Afcon, which starts very soon, and other injuries. Uh, the squad just seemed to be ravaged. And then what didn't help was. It uh, looks like the under-18 squad also got ravaged with COVID. Oh and so the whole thing was uh, shut down. The training complex was shut down. Public Health England advised of this. And this is probably why the game, in the end, got fully postponed. But it's been the reaction of not only Arsenal fans, obviously, who are annoyed because they wanted the game to go ahead, but other fans lumping in. That has been probably the bigger bit of stupidly of um the news this week around it rather than actually the health of of players and officials at liverpool and, and other clubs what did you make of this um first of all when it got postponed what what, what do you think do you think it was the right call or what, where did you sit on it with when it came out um it's it was a bit annoying that the game got called off i yeah. haven't really looked too much into it to be honest um has it been confirmed like how many Liverpool players and staff have been. I know the assistant manager came out yesterday. He's got it now. Mm. Yeah. They haven't really released any more numbers yet. Yeah, I think that's kind of maybe what's been the what's aggravated the Arsenal fan base in particular. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not getting that wound up about it. The situation is what it is. Um, 
I mean, I don't have any hate towards Liverpool for that game getting called off. I mean, there's a lot of teams that have got away with not playing games because of COVID. Um, look at Spurs and United quite recently. Um, we'll just have to get on with it, I suppose. Like it's there has obviously there's a lot of crap going on at the moment in the fact that I think the the head of the AFL used to be it was involved with Liverpool somehow, and Arsenal fans have obviously not um not let that um, go amiss. And um, like I mean. I could try to look at it in, in a kind of impartial way, to be honest, Phil. Like, it, it is annoying. We obviously were going into this game on a high, even though we got beat by Man City. Liverpool are missing their two best players to the AFCON. It seemed like a real good time to play them. And I think it, it probably is just that frustration, kind of more than anything. And the fact that our game was told to go ahead at the beginning of the season against Bradford when we had players missing, uh, including the club sorry, the club captain, but then again, he hasn't missing for about two years now. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. Listen, I think I mentioned to you the other night about the FA Cup game. It is still going ahead as far as I'm aware. Um, yeah. I think the FA have actually told all Premier League clubs that no matter what, their games are going ahead. You'll play basically your youth team if you have to. That's what I've seen tonight on Twitter anyway. I don't know if that's that's official or whatever, but um, what, what, like, what, what, what can you do? Like, the decision is made, you know, and I do understand, and this is probably, this is probably, sorry, the frustrating thing for match-going fans. Like, it's for us, we're just sitting here, you know, we watch it on TV most of the time, but there's there's fans that have been affected with travel, flights, all of this, Um like if you think Liverpool fans had to book travel and stay in accommodation in London for this <clears> game tonight, yeah. Uh, vice versa, I don't think. Well, it doesn't really affect Arsenal fans in a way of going up to Anfield because the game's still on the same date, isn't that right? The yes, so the Anfield leg is first now, and it's going to yeah. be next week, the thirteenth, and then the um, the return leg, which is going to now be at the Emirates, is the twentieth, I believe. Yeah. So. Arsenal fans that were travelling to that game anyway aren't really that badly affected. It's probably more the home fans are that are... Well, no, home fans are the same anyway. It doesn't affect them really either. Mm. Um, I think it's kind of had a bit of a, a knock-on effect with some Premier League games. Like Arsenal's game next week against Burnley has been changed to the Sunday. Changed the Sunday, yeah. Which obviously affects probably Burnley fans, but I have no sympathy for them bastards anyway so who cares <laughs> um, I think there's been a couple of other Premier League games moved about but I think that's due to TV um, probably put on TV so I know there probably. was a whole uproar about that in all honesty I've kind of tried to just stay away from it all because like, like I said to you last night I literally refreshed my t- Twitter all day yesterday and it just was a comment from a different Arsenal fan giving off giving off giving off Um. I know you're probably loving it. <laughs> like, I mean, you have to kind of enjoy that sort of thing. Oh, I, I am he- I am here for that fume. Uh, but some of it was, as usual with social media, was over the top and just stupid. Like, but a lot of it was quite hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get it. I get the frustrations. Um, totally. If Liverpool had a chance to play a mixture of reserves and under 18s, whatever, then I'd have been all all for it. Go on ahead, play the game, give them a rattle, see what happens. But Public Health England asked Liverpool to shut the training ground down. So 
there's obviously something's going on there. They've obviously seen something. And if you're going to shut the training ground down where even then any under 18s that are left can't train, it's completely unfair then to go and play a game of football. Do you know what I mean? And, and I know people are saying, oh, forfeit it. And that's all right. Give it a 3-0 because no harm then. If you came down feeling Liverpool were to win that after being forfeited 3-0, a lot of Arsenal fans would have to just disappear. They'd have, yeah. to, they'd have to just vanish. Do you know that was silly too. Like, but and and do you know what? Too, if if the EFL had made that call and said, "Well, do you know what? Then sorry, then Liverpool would just have to get on with it." I'm sure they probably would have just went, "Whatever, right? Let's just go back in the next leg." Also, Klopp said about this: "Why are these games not one leg? This would save the whole baller if it was just one off tie." And they had a chance to just go both clubs get together and go. We're going to play a one off tie. It is going to be at the Emirates, so Liverpool, sorry, you're going to have to lose home advantage. It's unlucky you've got COVID, but we need to get this game on. And then just get it, get it going, get played. I'm sure both sets of fans would have been like, all right, then let's go for it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Or I saw someone say as well, why not play these games, one-off ties at a neutral va- grand, uh, venue? Mm-hmm. Do you know what like, I mean? Like Villa Park or somewhere like Vill- that? Villa I mean, Park or St James's Park because it's well, it's probably a bit of a track for a lot, uh, some more clothes. But do you know what I mean? Allen Road, pardon me, Old Trafford, Etihad, get a crowd in there. Do you know what I mean? Like something <clears> like something different like that. I think that would people buy into it more. One off games. Do you think it would have been a bit easier? Like I mean, I don't think there would have been as much of a reaction, um, from supporters. And like you said, it's not just Arsenal supporters. I mean, if there's a bit of clarity about like how many cases have actually came out of Liverpool because I know like just from Arsenal because like I don't really take an interest in what's going on with other clubs to be quite honest but like when Arsenal have a player missing through COVID now they'll just say it you know in the team injury news um each week I just think that's that's kind of what's pissed a lot of people off as well and I think you in saying about forfeiting the game you know Arsenal fans obviously they're going to get fucking hung up on the fact that Tottenham had a game forfeited against who was it? Was it late Oxford, maybe? Aye, late Norrient. Yeah, they, they got a bye ball through. I think that was maybe the first round or something that the Premier League clubs were involved in. And that's probably pissed them off as well. But, like, I don't know. Like, it's it's really, is it really worthwhile getting your knickers in a twist? Like, you know, especially especially fans like, like me and you who are at home and we're not getting affected by the travel. Like, I completely understand the frustration of fans that are traveling yeah. these games. Totally get it. Like, they've been <clears> fucked <throat> over by TV. Yeah for so long it's unreal so i totally get that frustration and i really sympathize with them you know people like me and you i'm not going to sit there and have a rant on twitter about fucking liverpool missing x y and z jürgen klopp doesn't give a fuck about the league cup he doesn't we all know he does right whatever the decision's been made we gotta get on with it. like if we're so confident our team's playing well and going into this tie like we should be able to put a give liverpool a game anyway like i don't know whether or not Mane and Salah will back for the second leg. It really depends no, they how they get on the Afcon. So I, I, I think the group stages possibly only just end. Uh, so you'd imagine they, unless something goes horribly wrong for Egypt and Senegal, mm-hmm. I, I don't think either will be back. Um, anyway, so it won't matter. Uh, yeah, but like but they will get Thomas Party back, you know. So <laughs> Liverpool will now have. Uh, Tiago all being well because he only he was with a hip injury. Matip, Firmino, and Allison back. Minamino and Origi, who were injured. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, Robertson, he'll be back from his back. So you, 
yeah, I can see there as an Arsenal fan thinking, well, hang on, they've actually just got an advantage, which is another reason why I just went play it one off as soon as possible. I think the reason why they picked that date, the 13th, is also because it's actually, or, sorry, the 20th, is right. because it, it's actually penciled in as uh, an FA Cup uh, replay date. Oh, okay, right. right. So you're kind of hoping as well that neither of these teams get a replay <laughs> now uh, from from the weekend's FA Cup games. But I, I understand, with, with a lot of reasonable fans, I understood the frustration. There was just dickheads jumping on from other clubs just because it, it's Liverpool and they're looking to have a go and have a, a go at Liverpool. And, Do you want to talk about one? Um, one no. that, that actually you brought to my attention because... It wasn't until I found his Twitter page that he had. Well, I don't, I don't follow the guy, but he's popped up because you know, other people have liked this thing. Yeah. Um, probably the greatest reaction in a video well, I've ever seen. Well, he's like, disappeared now. Yeah. So, so I can't even remember his name, but there was an Arsenal YouTuber that um, decided, which a lot of YouTubers seem to do, that they decide that when there is a controversial story is happening that they'll jump on it with a hot take to obviously gain uh, viewership and subscriptions and, and what have you and all that there nonsense um, and he jumped on Liverpool I think he's, he's an, he is an Arsenal fan isn't he he jumped yeah, on Liverpool to uh, have a go and rat, rattle some cages shall we say um, about Liverpool being a disgrace and forfeit this and for blah 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 and all this here nonsense and um, the thing is uh, there's a lot of Liverpool fan base on social media are absolutely insane and they should all be private detectives because they'll find you and they'll find your skeletons in your closets and when they do they'll let everyone else know it and unfortunately for this chap um, he is an actual dickhead and he had been tweeting homophobic slurs and racist slurs previously um, about uh, Brighton, Spurs um stuff about poverty and about scousers and poverty and this was all dragged back up and he was doing a live uh video uh twitch or stream or whatever on his on his twitter and a liverpool fan commented and the comment came up on the screen which was just an absolute chef's kiss uh that said um check your twitter you're twat you twat you're finished i think you're finished wasn't it or something mm-hmm. Check, lines, yeah. check your Twitter, you twat, you're finished. And he was like, check my Twitter, I'm finished. As if you scare me, as if you... And then he just stops. <laughs> because he's checked his Twitter and he saw the screenshots <laughs> of the horrible stuff he had said before. And lo and behold, he is not, He is actually now finished. He's dust. I think he actually was a verified account. He was a verified account, yeah. So, there you go. I mean... He has popped up before. I don't know. He, he obviously is, you know, he's probably verified because he is a YouTuber. To be honest, he's not a YouTuber that I've seen quite a lot on my Twitter feed, but he has no. popped up now and again. Yeah. Um, people think the, they can put whatever they want up and there's no consequences. I mean, the the poverty thing with Liverpool is just so old and boring for me now. I think people need to fucking catch a grip. It's, it's just ridiculous. You know, you can sit and go on about people saying homophobic slurs and being racist and stuff like that there and then they're going out and saying these things about people in a city that have struggled and i mean let's not be around the bush here there's other cities in england that were in the exact same situation so i mean to to keep singing that fucking song every christmas 
and to sing that other fucking shite to sing about about people from Liverpool. I mean, it's time it just stops. You know, there, there's yeah. no need for it whatsoever. Like, it actually fucking pisses me off even seeing. Like, I mean, catch a grip yourselves. Like, like what 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 if you were in that situation growing up? You know, you, and, you, and the thing is, a lot of them might probably were. But it's football. Like a... It's football tribalism. It it has no um, sense. Mm-hmm. There's no brain cells going to football tribalism at times. They just go out the window if they're there. They're parked for ninety minutes. Um, do you know like an Inside Out? You know the cart, the Disney film Inside Out, yeah. where it's in her head and it's all the emotions and stuff. Well, the the part of intelligence for ninety minutes during a football match is just hoofed into that. You know that. Uh, outer space or whatever and inside out where stuff goes it's hoofed there for 90 minutes before it's brought back that's what happens and, and not even 90 minutes it transpires just transcribes the cost when people just start talking about football or they're on social media about it they just lose the run of themselves like we all can lose the run of ourselves and, and get annoyed at other teams and do things but there's a line and people just cross it unfortunately and thankfully we don't on the babble um we just we most we just slag each other, um. But yeah, I I I was just it's gone on too long now. The game's postponed. It should be on tonight. It's a shame we're not seeing this semi final tonight between two teams that play good football, um. But we will see it next Thursday and the following week, and hopefully it's two good games. Um. Do you think um? Now, I know, I don't think we're getting a winter break this year, so do you think maybe some teams? And I'm not accusing Liverpool of this. I'm just saying. In general, do you think some Premier League clubs are reporting the X amount of COVID cases to get a week off so players can recover? Because who, this, who could you mean, Jonathan? Well, I could mean a number of different teams. Um, there's a certain team that got a break for near two weeks on our still shite. I mean, it's it's mm. just I don't know. It's just I'm just curious. I was thinking about it today and just thought, you know, are they like? Isn't it funny that today? I think well, well, there, there is there does seem to be a break. Because Liverpool play Palace on the twenty third of January, and then they've no game till the tenth of February. I don't know if that's maybe fourth FA round, Cup. fourth round FA Cup game, maybe in in the middle there. Is there? Well, I I, I actually don't know if there could be a winter break. I I, I really is. haven't looked into it, but I just think it's funny how. I don't. There isn't. From, I don't think there isn't. Uh, there's a team from Manchester today just started reporting what twenty five COVID cases, and not just funny. You know, FA Cup uh, weekend. Do you mean? Do you mean? Do you mean Manchester is generating their own their own winter breaks over here? Uh, it's it's cold in the north, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Look, it is. I think it's fucking cold I mean, in the north. I, I mean, it is. I mean, um, you know. I'm all for shithousery, so I'd have to commend them for that. If that was the case, I'm, I'll be honest, I'd be, you know, I'd probably stand up and applaud it if that came out. Um, Their five fans are throwing digs at <clears> Liverpool <throat> today as well, because even though they've got these, well, I think it was 25 COVID cases anyway, um, they're still playing their game on Saturday. But I mean, like, they literally have three teams with the billions they've spent in the last five years. So, I mean, of course, they can still play their game. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um. Yes, and and we will probably get into this on Monday or next week's pause. But they 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 released a few interesting sponsorship deals as well this week. Um, the Manchester, the Manchester City, basically, 
The Manchester City, that's when I'll start calling them from now on. And um, they released mm-hmm. a few interesting sponsorship deals, obviously coming out of the UAE. And um some some would say it's cynical enough, you know, just a few more sponsorship money coming in just in the January transfer window when there's a, a humongous Norwegian centre forward who has a bio clause or a very fast, slick, um, unbelievably goal scoring French centre forward who also could be looking away. Um starting this January so it's quite interesting the timing of, of those uh, sponsorship deals being released but we'll see the transfer window hasn't really took off just yet and before we move off from some of the football chat Flahovic is really being linked with Arsenal Johnny from Fiorentina Dusan Flahovic an, un- an yeah. unbelievable talent I think he's 30 something 31 30 something goals in the calendar year um, in Serie A I think you Close to breaking a record, he broke the record. I'll double check that, but he looks stupidly, yeah, he, he looks yeah. stupidly good, Johnny. Yeah. Look, this would be quite uh, quite a deal if it was to be pulled up by Arsenal. It would be quite a deal, but I don't think he. I, well, I think he has made it kind of clear that Arsenal are definitely not his first preference. Mm. Who who was it? It's not Newcastle, is it? I don't think Newcastle are actually linked with them. Um, I was speaking to my mate today, the Sports Newcastle, and you know he's saying obviously they're being linked with everybody, but that's agents, you know, throwing Newcastle's name into the mix because they know they have money now. Um, obviously they signed Kieran Trippier, and they're after. I think he said they're linked with Anthony Martial. I can't remember because obviously Callum Wilson's out for the rest of the season, so they need a striker. Um. But anyway, yet in terms of Arsenal, like it will be a great signing, and we do obviously need a, a striker uh, who's going to score his goals. I think people have probably asked that we'd we'd have a striker with the mix of Lacazette and Aubameyang. Lacazette's, you know, the way he holds up the ball, his hold up play is actually quite good. You know, even for the size of them, um, and Aubameyang's, well, <laughs> you know, when Aubameyang was good, his goal scoring, uh, but, he's dust. Uh, yeah, he I, he is dust, and just quickly on him, I really can't see him coming back to Arsenal. I think he is I think he's done. Honestly, I think he is done. But um no, I, I can't see us saying them. It would be great like but it something like that there. I, I don't know. Um I, I I don't think it's gonna happen in this window either. I think actually Florentina uh was their chairman or somebody come out and say that he probably won't move till the summer. So That'd be nice. We'll just wait and we'll get Holland in the summer, so it's fine. Not too worried. <laughs> yeah, in the top four, and then announce yourself by saying Holland. That would be well. His mate is uh, <clears throat> currently at the Arsenal and Martin Odegaard, so he is indeed, sir. He is indeed. Um, so yeah, we the TV. Let's just take the the Thursday night babble away from the football chat because it's it's cup week, so. Yeah. And we didn't play tonight, so we can't really slag each other. Um, the TV, this. I, I, what have you watched over the Christmas break? That maybe if you watched anything new, Johnny. We'll talk about Boba Fett in a minute, but um, that you really, really enjoyed something like a film or TV series you've got into, and you'd be like, "This is unreal." Um, I'll tell you three things. So, oh. number one was don't look up. The Leo DiCaprio one on Netflix. Okay, interesting. Uh, six out of ten. I thought it was really shade. That's even lucky to get a six. I'm not watching. It's too long. Uh, that's crap. Crap. Now, some people enjoy it. Some people don't. Um, 
I just I just couldn't enjoy it. I thought it was a load of shit. Honestly, a load of shit. It really isn't good. Waste of two hours or whatever it was of your life. So don't waste your time. Um, there's another one on Netflix called... Um, geez, what is it? Click, click, boom, I think it is, with uh, Andrew Garfield. Okay. I think that's what it is. It's about um, the... Well, he was screenwriter Jonathan Larson back in the 80s and 90s. He actually wrote that play Rent. Um, it's a bit about his life and how he came to write these plays and stuff like that there. And it actually was surprisingly very good. Tech Tech Boom. That's what it was called. Tech Tech Boom. Sorry. Um, it was a really good film. Um, would recommend if you're just looking something different and easy going. You know, it has a bit of music and dance in it too. So I obviously enjoy a bit of that. Um, <laughs> so that was good. I'd probably give that about 7 out of 10. It was decent watch. 7 or 8 out of 10. That's good. Um, and obviously the main one, the one that actually has had me hooked here for the last week has been Dope Sick. Uh, yes. Have you heard of it? Yeah. I have indeed. Have you watched it? No. No, give us a tiny breakdown just. So obviously it's based around the opioid problem in America. Um, towards maybe the, in the, in the 90s and leading into the early noughties and stars the likes of Michael Keaton and, um, the guy that was in was the it best batman <laughs> yes yes the best batman and um, who is returning as batman by the way in case mm-hmm. in case you're wondering um yeah obviously it's about the addiction of a drug called oxycodone Um, was marketed as being as you know less than one percent to take this drug become addicted which was obviously a lot of bullshit and talks about that and the Sackler family and oh, it was just it was just it was an amazing show and it was crazy what what they got away with um unbelievable like just you would never you would never have known this sort of stuff's going on obviously because we were growing up and maybe we were just so oblivious to it you know all we cared about was football and whatever else and freaking trying to get women I don't know like wasn't very successful at either so <laughs> <laughs> I have wife <laughs> very good i like um, <laughs> yeah but that that that's a great show uh really recommend it and i mean everyone seems to be watching that show that you and brenton stay watching succession like i've had a few people but yeah, I, I, w- I want you to watch succession um so i i started succession over the christmas break um uh, and sort of brenton and he he's actually finished it i have three more episodes to watch of the third series as it's basically based around anyone i'm sure some of our millions of listeners will have already watched it but it's 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 basic it's it's based it's not it's rupert murdoch basically is is the gist uh and the murdoch family and obviously um it's a a story not on them but it's it's like you look at it you're like that's rupert murdoch and this is where this is coming from uh, and it's brilliant it is you're just hooked on it as soon as you watch the first episode. Um, the acting in it, the it's supposed to, it's like a dark comedy, but there's also it's a lot of a lot of it is dramatic. There's some of the cringiness of it, um, especially one of the characters, Kendall, is um, like Ricky Gervais, Steve, thing, The Office level of just like Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm watching him do this. Um, 
it's but it, it's it's one of the best shows I've ever watched, and, and it is going to go down as a lot of people's favourites, and, and is highly rated. Um, as you, we always do, especially us, when we all watch something together, we start giving each other names from the shows, the character names. Yeah, uh, like obviously Brenton's Groot. Um, <laughs> Steve is Gandalf the Grey. Um, uh, I can't remember which one I was. Was I Baby Groot? You were um Which one was we, I? Did we give you Ant Man? Is that who we give you? Oh probably. Um you were the wee angry badger. Rocket. Yeah, you're rocket. Um <laughs> but in this so in, in, in this what we've done is because we have a little group to talk about this so we don't pollute you and Patty on it until you watch it. Um so we were chatting about it and uh naturally the biggest dickhead in the show is Kendall. Uh he's you love him and you hate him equally. And of course, Stephen and and Breton have have named me Kendall, uh, which is just fantastic. Uh, because my dad and I watched it and genuinely believes he is Logan Roy, um, right. the dad of it who is a complete bastard. And it turns out, yes, there you go. Is uh, we window into the the McCullough family there, and um, yeah, turns so right. yeah, so it's it's been I, I've loved it, but I would highly recommend everyone watches it. But also because I'm a I'm a football. Egypt or geek or nerd or douchebag, um, I watch a lot. I can if I can see a football documentary on, I'll just throw myself at it. And I watched the Brazil All or Nothing and just absolutely loved it. Oh, I thought this it was why one you of, love Danny Alves. That yeah, this is one of the best ones. There was a few moments in it that were great. Obviously, you got to see Coutinho, nice. Like he's going possibly going to Aston Villa, which I'm happy with. Get to see him back in the Premier League. Um, I loved Coutinho at Liverpool. Adored him. Adored him because he just anytime he was on the ball, he made me happy. He was brilliant. Um, got his wish to go move to Barcelona. He wanted it. Fair enough. People have dreams. You, you shouldn't quash them. Hasn't worked out for him. Won a Champions League at Bayern Munich, which people never seen to mention. Um, and now hopefully goes to Aston Villa with Stevie G and and tears it up for Villa. But in all or nothing, it, it goes on Brazil and it goes on with the the Cup of America 19, which they obviously won, and it follows them during that. And you just sort of find yourself, like, I never really paid much, not that I didn't pay much attention to, to Brazil, but when World Cups are on, I'd fear obviously Italy, I've said enough, and then like some of the other South American teams, like Argentina, because of how mental their fans seem to be, and like Uruguay, because of what had Suarez and all, when he was in Liverpool days, and then the one in Brazil was amazing because of when the South American teams were playing their anthems, the stadiums were usually packed uh, with their fans and their anthems were unbelievable. And I, But I never really warmed to Brazil, never really have warmed to Brazil. I think it's possibly 94 and uh, uh, what happened to, to Baggio. But now that Liverpool has a connection with Brazil, uh, Fabinho, uh, Alisson, Firmino and obviously now Tafarel, <laughs> Which is the goalkeeper coach at Liverpool, um, and he's the goalkeeping coach for the Brazil national side. You sort of find yourself into it, and there's some lovely moments like, point like Alison. This is filmed before obviously Alison's dad passed away, and he talks about his dad and how important he is to him, and coming to watch his games and they play a game at Independiente's ground. Um, Alison's old team is Independiente. I got that wrong. Alison's old team anyway in Brazil and they're playing a friendly there and, and obviously it's a big moment for Alison because he's going to be number one and it's class like but I'd highly highly recommend you watch it. Just on TJ 
the manager. I never really realised how much of him. He's loco, like. He is. He There's a bit to him, which is I think is great. You Isn't don't, I didn't all know, South Americans? They're all I, kind well, of I didn't know his personality was like that, because he comes across sometimes as sort of a wee bit like, uh, not boring, but just sort of, um, maybe staunch is the right word, but you know, do you know what I mean? It's too serious. And then yeah. you watch this and you realise, actually no, there's, there's a proper character in there. Like, and he's brilliant. Um, I think Brazil, if you watch what they're at now, this World Cup coming up in Qatar, they'll be one of the teams to beat. In fact, I think if you beat them, you'll win it. That's my own opinion, but I'm sure we're getting that close to the time for those of us that are going to be watching it. Um, but yeah, it's a brilliant, brilliant show. I, I didn't watch the Spurs or nothing or the City or nothing because I can't stand either team's apologies. Um, but I didn't watch them. I just wasn't interested in them. But this one, I'm glad I did stick with and I'd highly recommend anyone gives it a whirl. I did watch the City and Spurs one. Um, I'm sure you already know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, do you? I, I do enjoy the All or Nothing series. Um, I mightn't enjoy the new ones coming out, obviously, in a few months' time, but... Um, <laughs> I International really want... was his team in Brazil. Sorry, International. International. I really want to watch the um, All Blacks one. I think Paddy's actually mentioned it before it's as well. Brilliant. Um, I really want to watch it. And I probably will give the Brazil one a watch. It's like you say, when when there's characters there that... It's, well, for you especially, you have Liverpool players that are in that documentary that, that you can you have an interest in. Um, Gabriel Martinelli probably hadn't got his call up at this stage. Not so just yet. He'll he'll not be in it. Um, but yeah, they're always interesting to see what's going on behind the scenes. Um, like I mean, the city one was interesting to kind of see what Pep is like away from the cameras in a way, even though the cameras are on him all the time. Um, Spurs one was just a complete hoot, like a real laugh. <laughs> so. If you're looking at a good old giggle, it's um it's probably worth a watch. And it was interesting as well, in terms of obviously that's when COVID hit when that was being filmed. So to kind of see what was going on at a Premier League club when COVID had hit and how these players were having to go into training every day and playing matches and preparing for matches. So it, it was it was interesting to me at first. So and I suppose we'll we'll see more of that with the Arsenal one and how it how it is now compared to the Spurs documentary. There's something about a sports documentary in terms of, you know, a really good one. Sometimes you get ones that are completely crap. Like, um, I don't know if you watched the Maradona show on Prime. Did you ever? No, I haven't watched it yet, but I've obviously seen the film. Yeah, I watched a few episodes of it. Now, I kind of struggled to get into it. Uh, maybe you need to give it a chance and watch a couple more episodes. I don't know, but I think I watched two episodes and just really struggled to keep with it. Is it a documentary or is it acting? No, it's acting. It's like somebody's playing Maradona in his life. And oh. I think the first two episodes are basically him starting off in his football career, but it kind of flashes back, you know, to his youth and forward again. And then it flashes forward to like when he was in a real bad way. So uh, I don't know. It was just, I just didn't really kind of get stuck with it. But the documentary of Maradona is brilliant. I did watch it. It was fantastic. Um but yeah, like obviously we can't wait for the Arsenal All or Nothing film. Like I mean, it's going to be different gravy altogether. It might win an Oscar. It might. It might win a couple. I don't know if it can win an Oscar, but it might. I think they should should make an exception and let yeah. Ricky Gervais present it because he would give a great speech. Matt Lucas. <laughs> yeah, well, my dad had a pee beside Matt Lucas at Highbury one year. Do you know? What, uh, there you go. 
Do you know what else I watched? Well, there's two other things I want to talk about as well. Um, Paddington, right? Me and the yeah. Finbo watched both of them. Unbelievable. Yeah, I've seen you talking about the Goldberg. Have you yeah. seen the second one? I haven't seen any of them. Oh, holy ghost spice. They're on Disney Plus now anyway, if you need them. Um, the first one's brilliant. Tease up. There's gonna be there's a third one being made this year as well. Mucho excited. Do I really need these films in my life? Yes. I mean, so the, I never was a big Paddington fan growing up. No, I kind of was, but uh, I'm a wee bit older than you, but definitely, <laughs> definitely gave it a whirl. The second one, I was in tears. Don't care who's laughed at me. The second what do you mean one you were in tears? Broke me. It's, it's a, Does at Paddington the end of die it, or something? No, thankfully. At the end <laughs> of it, Emosh, certainly it might just be coming off the tail end of COVID isolation, but I was emotion. Okay. Um, brilliant. The second one's actually stunning as a film. Um, see, it's it sort of mixes up the decor as well, which I like. Like it, it has like a you'll see like my car, a, a Citroen uh, C4, uh, an older one, like sitting in the street with a with a, like a Golf and like a, a Fiat Punto. But then, the like, there's parts of it where the decor will be like 1900s. Do you know what I mean? Like the costume design, some of them as well. Do, do you know what I mean by that? They'll mix it up. Mm-hmm. Like there's a jail in the second one, and it's like old school, like what you'd imagine would be in a jail in like the 1920s. Even like the uniform. Do you know what I mean? And I quite like that visually. When a film, when when a film it isn't serious, does yeah. that. You know, changes it a little bit. I, I quite like that. Um, so I just thought it was brilliant. I really, 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 really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and the other thing I've been watching is on BBC iPlayer is Around the World in 80 Days, the David Tennant uh, drama on Phileas Fogg, um, The Explorer. Brilliant. Again, love it. It's set in the 18, 1870s or something like that. There. Um, and it's it's amazing. I'd, I'd really recommend you get stuck in it as well. People, if you wanted something sort of... Not that it's not lighthearted all of it. Like, it is quite... Some of it is quite serious. But just something different. Um, Really brilliant, I think, on iPlayer. And one last thing before we talk about Boba Fett and other things. I've read a book. I've read a book. One of Steve's books? I... No, no, I, one of our uh, guests, actually, it's coming on again uh, on Tuesday Night with me, Robbie Dunn. So I had read his book, Working Class Heroes, The Story of Raya Vallecano, Madrid's Forgotten Team. I'd read it uh, before, I read it about a year or so ago, just before we had uh, Robbie on. But I didn't give it enough uh, of a chance. Do you know, sometimes you read a book, but... I don't know if you feel like when you've read it, you feel like, I've, have I missed stuff in that? Yeah, because like, maybe there are stage... times you're gliding through some sentences or some paragraphs and you maybe haven't taken it in what it's actually saying to you. When I was reading this, Finn was going through his phase of not sleeping, which was hilarious. And I think I was like in a daze half the time for about four or five months of my whole life there, to be honest. Um, and I was just like, I don't think I gave this a proper attention. So I sort of, I sat down uh, about a week or so ago. Uh, new New Year, new me, Johnny. New Year, new me. Oh, God. And decided to, oh, you want to hear? Um, put my phone away. Put, log out of Twitter at about half nine at night time. Put my phone away. Set it up on the counter, actually, in our room, away from the bed. So in case I need to set an alarm, it's up there. 
and then I read for an hour. So I'm not on the screen for an hour. I read for an hour. That's why I miss your mental conversations. The the four years in our WhatsApp group, and then I wake up in the morning I'm like, these lads have been talking about Presbyterians. What's been going on here? And brethren, somebody talked about how they're not wearing trousers in one of the group earlier. I was like, what the? F-? And um, yeah. Anyway, and I'm reading this book, so I sat down and read it. It's. I'm gonna give it to you or whoever else in the bar wants it afterwards. Hasn't it? It's unreal. It's Robbie's diary of, and I spoke about this before we had him on, um, of following Rev Iacano for a season. It's the season when they're in the Segunda uh, Division, which is deadly to get out of. And he follows it, and it's the trails and tri- tri- trials and tribulations of Rev Iacano and the shit they have been put through by club owners. And now they're back in La Liga. I think they're in the top six in La Liga at the minute and doing really, really well. But they're also still having a ride with the owners. So we're going to have J- Robbie on on Tuesday night chatting to me about La Liga this season, what's been going on, what's been on with Barcelona, Real Madrid, things like that there, and obviously Real Vallecano. But I'd really, really recommend you get stuck into that book. And that's the thing for me now. I'm going to read, hopefully, just going to continue to read a book. Not a week, because I'm not that silly, but every week I'll be reading something. Mm-hmm. So I really, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and anyone has any book recommendations that listens to the Babel and the Thursday or the Thursday night Babel, file them in. File them in at me if you have them. Um, mostly sport, I may add. Uh, you know, I don't know I don't if I'd give them. I have read a physical book in a long time. Like I read books. That shocks me. Like I read, I just read oh. everything on my Kindle. Now. I don't, I don't actually have physical books anymore. I think the yeah. last actual physical book that I read was It's Only Rep Harder. And that's going back four or five years ago. <laughs> I, I'm i going to just keep getting books and just have books. Um, I'm going to get Moneyball next, even though I've watched the film all the times. I want to read it. I'm going to change when I've, I've finished Robbie's book now, so I'm going to read, properly read, even though I'll have the audio book, Fear and Loathing in La Liga by Sid Lowe. Obviously about it, and just, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing it. I, I find it, uh, I actually find it really. I found it the last week or so, really, really therapeutic. Reading the book, and I'm getting my sleep is is much better than it had been. Um, as I said, like at the start, I, I I've obviously, I I caught COVID, but I've been really lucky, really lucky. I have no symptoms. I can get out in the treadmill, out in the turbo trainer, out in the garage, and I can get off it, and I'm not busted. Do you know what I mean? People, like, have been really unlucky that have caught it, and they're goosed. Like, they have no energy, or they're very, very sick, whereas I haven't. So I'm not complaining that way. I'm really not, because no people are a lot worse off than me. But I have struggled with, this sounds really stupid, not going to Brandy's house. I'm not going to my mum and dad's house because they're the two houses I go to. They're they're my two social outings. Like I like you, you know I I don't really like going out going out. I like just being with family, like being with yous, well, you. We you are family, but being with family, being with with Paddy's ones. That's what I like doing, and I haven't been able to do that now for like ten days. So I found it re I found it pretty pretty shitty and pretty tough. There was obviously a scare too. I had positive the day after I saw mum and dad. For the first time over Christmas. So then I was like, fuck, glass, I've killed my dad. Unreal. My dad's dust. Mm-hmm. And he actually said to me, this is what he said to me, the mentalist. Here, what a tale you'd be able to tell 
if you're a Finn, give me coronavirus, and that's who killed me. I was like, ah, yeah, what a, what a tale that'll be. Yeah, yeah, what a tale that'll be to tell. Like, we hear this for your crack dad lads. actually say that. He's, he's, he's mental. We hear this for crack, lads. I murdered my dad by an accident. There you go. Give him the Rona, and he was dust. Yeah, well, I wouldn't hold so, up on a court of law. <laughs> no, don't, don't think it would, like. So, yeah, I had that on my plate. Um, plus, I hope no one else caught it. But I find when I started to read and then put my phone away at night and come off social media, um. I I have, find, I have been more relaxed now. Some of you pricks in the WhatsApp group been throwing grenades at me all week to try and get me going. You, <laughs> Stephen, obviously. Stephen's Steve. never done throwing oh, grenades. Steve's never done. Steve throws grenades at everybody. Sometimes they don't Everyone. go off, but, you know, he does throw them. Um, I'm looking forward totally to the right. day Steve, Steve throws them at Teddy or Miles and they just boof him. Do you know what I mean? That's just he's, he's, he's just ended by one of the two lads. I can't wait for that day. Um, but yeah, one of ricochets off the wall and comes back at him and kablamo. <laughs> Goodbye, Steve. Goodbye, by the way, um, I'm sure I'm sure you obviously caught on that my comment under Rezo's Twitter posts was obviously directed at you and Steve. Yes, I, I think so. I think you got that. Jonathan declared tonight that American football is shite, basically. Um, so he chose violence uh, As I do. towards the Babel, which, you know, which is why we're all together. We choose violence constantly. But yeah, that, that's that's my my little, uh, not rant, but speech over. I've gave up a few things. I've cut back on a few things. And I think I'm f- helping and fixing my mental health, which is a nice, nice feeling, to be honest, like a nice for me. Um, You're totally right about about reading though before before bed. Like I haven't done it now um, since before Christmas, but I love reading fantasy before going to sleep. Like like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, like whatever whatever you got going, you know. And ter- like I was reading Lord of the Rings again um, prior to Christmas, and I would try and read. Now Lord of the Rings is a bit different to say the likes of like a Harry Potter book because Harry Potter book like chapters are not really that long, but Lord of the Rings like the chapters are fucking long like so you might maybe get like a half a chapter done but you know it just you just forget about everything else that's going on and i put the kindle down put my head in the pillow and within five minutes i'm gone and wake up the next morning and be like the fuck happened there but it's great like i mean everything just all your worries everything you're thinking about through the day just you gotta let it go and just go to another world or have your imagination run wild by what you're reading. It, it definitely, yeah. definitely helps. Like, do you have, do you have like a a Google Hub or an Alexa? We have one of them Google ones, I um, right. So we share the cooking in our house. Sarah's an unbelievable cook, and Sarah can open the fridge and see, uh, see meals, whereas I open the fridge and I'm like, uh, no, there's nothing there. Getting takeaway. Do you know what I mean? But when I get the chance to, I can cook. And it's mostly like being in the last lockdown. I did that um, meal, I can't remember the name of it. Like, uh, it's like £30 a week and you get five meals sent out and then they show you a guide how to make them. I can't remember the name of them is, apologies, but you've seen them anyway. Um, so, But one of the things I started doing was as well, this last sort of 10 days, we also have an Alexa. And I would always have it on or I'd have like five live on for sport on or whatever radio channel on and it'd usually be bopping away, but it would go off 
what I've started doing is I've started playing jazz, right? Or Calypso, which is obviously Caribbean jazz, or South American while I'm cooking. And then while we have dinner, it's all in the background. And I swear to Christ, Johnny, there's literally no stress in our house. But it's smooth jazz. Oh, um, the girl from Impanina has been on constantly, uh, which is a tune, by the way, um, for the last seven. Finn, as soon as it comes on, Finn starts to shake his hips. And then the whole house starts to dance like wrong. Like, it's been unbelievable. Like, I, again, if you're making food and you don't do this, or if you haven't, like, I find it as well. Like, I love the radio or I love something in the background because it, I hate I hate silence. I just feel alone when I hear silence. Like, I, I think it's when I lived on my own for a while before I met Sarah and things weren't great for me personally. I think that's where that crept in. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I can't have silence. Like, up until last week, I went to bed with earphones in. Right. Which wasn't good. And it turns out my ears were ringing then. And I was like, I wonder what this is. Oh, it turns out I was going to bed with earphones in, wasn't it? And that's for over a period of time. It was not full whack up, but it was like absolutely, obviously, it was pretty loud and it was stupid. And I don't do that now because I drift off after reading my book. But I have to have noise. I have to have something on the back. I can't sit in silence unless I'm reading. And then, you know what I'll do when I'm reading? I'll start sort of half talking out loud. It's just something weird with me. So now what I'm doing when I'm cooking and then in the background is, there's a music going on. It's like, I'd highly recommend that to anyone that doesn't do it. If you're sitting down and have dinner or lunch, fire on. <laughs> you might not like it, but I do. Fire on a bit of jazz or clip. So ask your speaker to do it. Or if you have a have your phone tuned into Spotify, put it on Spotify. Set it down a wee bit low. Let it play in the background. It, it adds to, it's like we're having dinner out now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Is, is that Mickey Flanagan? You, uh, it's the ambiance of the room, sir. When we're sitting down now, we're having like tonight. We had um, it was South American Cafe playlist I had on. I was like, oh, we're in, we're back in. Uh, we're not well, Cuba's not South America, but we're in a van. We're in um, Cuba here again, sir. It's having our dinner. Me, Finn, and Cuba bopping away to music, or me, Finn, <laughs> and Sir bopping away to music. We're having dinner. So that's that's another thing I've done this break sort of try to change a few wee tweaks and it's just as I thought I would tell the Babel listeners just to see what they're at or maybe you think I'm weird if you do good and uh, weird's good no don't be normal um but yeah that's that's what I've been at Jonathan I don't know if you've made any have you made any new year's resolutions I never do because no. um you never keep them I think it's <laughs> my mom said you could just stop being a dick I was like all right okay nah. <laughs> You don't want to do that. No, I'm never going to do that. Like, but it was nice of her. Ah, it was nice of her. You know. Do you not tell me your mum was a dick one time? No. <laughs> she is. She is a dick, yeah. She yeah, loves a dick. Yeah. She, she loves it too. And, you know, well, why, I mean... why give that advice? <laughs> <laughs> we'll not cross that path on this podcast. No, you know, no. I don't I don't want to be getting therapy as I finish the podcast. This is my therapy. Um, but you don't you don't make them. No, I, I don't. I don't make them. I don't sign up for the gym in January. I don't do that sort of stuff, especially well, not the first couple of weeks of January. Um, I just think it's so pointless. You put yourself under this unnecessary pressure to change, like basically your entire lifestyle. You know, yeah. like people go on diets and people join the gym and they give up so quickly because they just it's like it. It's not. It's not going. It's not going to work for them. You do something that works for you 
like go out for a walk or play a sport that you like or just do something that works for you like don't feel like you need to go to the gym because you know fucking some odd balloon you know goes to the gym like you know what i mean like do something that works for you don't don't be like stop eating your mcdonald's or stop eating whatever you want just because you feel you need to because it's new year and it's like you said new year new me it's thrown about <laughs> so much and i'm just like fucking give me the strength it's just oh no it's not for me it's just not for me i if i'm going to make a change i'll just make it in my own time i'm not yeah. going to make it on the first of january obviously i'm getting married in what six months time so mm-hmm. i suppose i need to start doing something but i mean i'm not going to rush down to the gym just to you know because that's kind of socially acceptable and that's what people do like you know i'll do whatever i want to do I'm having a pint of Guinness where we do this podcast, and yeah. So what? You know. Do you know what as well? I came to maybe maybe it's mi- middle age. I'll be thirty four in July, but I've decided that I'm no longer going to get my hair cut short. Made that made that decision. Uh, love getting my hair cut short. Uh, my hair is currently cut short by the brilliant Levi, um, a friend of mine who's unreal at it and I'm going to continue to go back to him but I'm going to let it grow long and just let him cut it with the clippers or the scissors sorry and just tidy it up I'm just going to grow it out made that that's made that decision that's going to be interesting yeah no more skin feeds basically if you look at Kike Sanchez Flores the Getafe manager now that's going to be me that's the look I'm going for that's going to be me um, do you know what I imagine hair, though bit of a beard nice like, but, um, do you know, like, in the episode of The Simpsons where Homer, like, puts on that hair-growing fucking <laughs> stuff? Yes, that's what I'm going for. That, that's, that's, that's what I have in my head right now, is, like, yeah. you, like, combing back the hair like you're John that's Travolta it. in Greece. That's going to be me, sir. <laughs> I, I look forward to this journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, oh, you'll be in, you'll be heavily involved. Um, one, the sort of round off tonight's babble, or Baba as I named it, which is segue into exactly where we're going to go. The Book of Boba. Uh, Boba F- is it Fett or Fret? I always get it wrong. Boba Fett. Fett. Um, now, before we get into this, I will say one thing. Disney Plus uh, is brilliant, uh, and they're brilliant with Star Wars, but they've made two Star Wars shows, and both of them have been a Mandalorians. Yeah. Um, well, Well, no. Boba, Boba Fett is not a Mandalorian. Well, he dresses like one. Yeah, he. I, I believe he stole the armor of one. Well, no, that's incorrect. His dad stole the armor of one. Yes. So yeah, um, but still very good. And later this year, obviously Obi Wan Kenobi is coming. Well, I think it's this year. I think Obi Wan Kenobi is coming this year. So yeah. Um, but yeah, the well, the Mandalorian for the start was was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, that was unbelievable. And that's kind of what I like about you know the Boba Fett series. They've just kept it the same. You know, same sort of feel. You know, at the end, it shows like the um, you know, like the cartoon sort of drawings of the of the scenes, like the drawings mm-hmm. of the scenes. Like I like how they do that at the end of the credits. And it's just um, I'm kind of interested to see where they're going to go with it. Obviously. It's based, it's based after Return of the Jedi, but before The Force Awakens. It's in that sort of period in between um, episode six and episode seven. So 
Um, we'll have to see what happens. Who shows up? God knows who shows up. Well, before we move on and talk about the first two episodes, if you haven't watched it yet, and you are going to watch it, it's probably best you leave the Babel Thursday night Babel now. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I uh, really appreciate it. See you again on Monday. Plus, we'll have Robbie Dunn come out on Tuesday. I'll tell everyone else later as well. But, you know, thanks for listening. See you again next week. Good luck. Um, give them a couple of seconds here. Johnny needs to bounce. That's your time. So, yeah, <clears throat> the first two episodes have happened. Now, the first one was a slow burner, I thought. It's obviously, there wasn't anything that gripped you straight away. Just mm-hmm. that you know Baba from The Mandalorian and you sort of, you're waiting to see what's going to happen. But the second episode was much better. But I I have obviously, thanks to you, watched and caught up and up to date with all of the Star Wars. But who do you think, before we talk about the two episodes, could possibly come into it? Well, Luke Skywalker appeared in The Mandalorian. Um... I don't know if they'll want to use him again. I don't. I really don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, Luke's obviously bringing the Jedi back, and he started um, training young Jedi again. So you might you might see a Jedi pop up somewhere. It's it can really open up to anywhere. Like obviously, you seen in the episode that came out this week, uh, Jabba the Hutt's cousins appeared. Which was was quite nice. Uh, I kind of like that. I liked how I can't remember the name of them, but you know, in the first episode, like those green pig things came back, and they were like they were in Return of the Jedi. They were like bubbling back <laughs> yeah. in the yard. Like I kind of like how they're bringing things like that back, and the Tuscan Raiders now, and how that's just how Boba's trained. You know, obviously this is what he's been doing before he met up with, um, you know, in the Mandalorian with what the frig is the Mandalorian's name? I forget. Just, you I can't remember. I can't remember. No. Yeah. Well, before he met up with him and stuff, this is this is kind of like his journey. Where where what's happened to him when he fell into the the Dune Sea in Return of the Jedi and like how how he's came back. Cause like obviously for years everybody thought, oh well, that's him gone. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that film was out forty years ago or something like that. Return of the Jedi. Is that? It's not just like Man, it's not just crazy to think about that. Like that's how long Same ago. Steve. Basically. I thought Steve was older. Oh, lovely. That beard's definitely older, there's no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's the grey. We can see. <laughs> He's going to be turning to Steve the White very soon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can't wait to hear what Steve has to say about American football and hat socks. Uh, but anyway, um, I hope Steve um, has watched... Boba and actually can listen to this part of the pod otherwise we're just slagging him for no reason yeah yeah well well um oh, well what did you think of it did you enjoy it are you enjoying it now after episode? yeah i am um, the, fir- the first the, f- the first episode as i said was, was obviously just like a as usual um you know setting setting the story up which is f- fair enough we see bob obviously um is having these vivid dreams and it's basically to show you how he get to how he gets to where he is at the minute, and um, he's obviously captured and trained then by this. What do you call them again? Tuscan Raiders. Tuscan Raiders, yeah. Um, and and then the second episode is is unreal. Um, 
really good episode. The the the, the, the like the hijacking the train, how he does that, how they did that, um, just br- brilliant like fight scenes in it too, which is always good. Um, and then you sort of get the feeling that something nasty is heading his way, pretty sharpish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be from Jabba the Hutt's big two big fat cousins. Um, I don't know if it's gonna come from them. I mean, he should just slap the belly off both of them. I don't know why he didn't. Um, but you notice as well, like, was that Chewbacca's brother? I thought I there was thought a wee I look as well. There was a look as well when he was finishing off the episode. There was a look that Chewie's big bro um, gave him. Do you know? Mm-hmm. It wasn't a look as in like, uh, you know, you're dead. It was like a look of like, sort of, I don't know if I'm in your, not I'm in your side, but you know what I mean? There was something in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, see, I'm trying to think back because obviously Chewbacca first appeared, well, you know, in term, if you're going by episodes one to nine, he's in episode three with Yoda, and I think um, the Wookiee that was in this episode was in episode three. I'm, 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 I'm kind of sure he was. I'm not. I would need to watch it again to be sure, but I thought he was in episode three with with Chewbacca, um, when Yoda flies off um, the Wookiee planet. But I can't. I would need to watch. It. I can't remember. But that that's that's kind of what I thought. Holy fuck! Is that the guy that was with Chewie in episode three? Um, but I'm kind of mad if you know Chewbacca showed up. Like I don't think Harrison Ford's got to come back for any of this sort of nonsense. Like obviously, he died in the Force Awakens, but he's still alive tactically in the timeline that this these shows are going on. So um, I can't really see him. He like did you know Harrison Ford hates Star Wars? I'd heard. He hates Star Wars. He actually wanted to be killed off in the original movie. <laughs> He's probably like just bored and sick of the fanfare of it. Yeah, he but, seems like the type I mean, of guy that would. If think... it was me, I'd be absolutely lording it. Yeah, like Mark Hamill loves it, and they're like the Mark Hamill will go down like just everybody will know who he is even long after he's gone. Like you know, he was Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. Harrison Ford's obviously done a lot of different things been very successful in what he's done, but yeah, he just hated Star Wars, still hates it. I think you get that with actors. I think, like, male and female, they, they don't want to get tied down. You know, Daniel Craig, like, I know he's been in a few other things, but he's probably going to struggle. Not struggle, like, I mean, he's going to make movies and make a lot of money, but mm. not being associated with James Bond. But he seems to be, obviously, he loved that. He got to be James Bond. He loved that, which is fair enough. Whereas maybe it's a case with Harrison Ford. He doesn't want to be just associated as Han Solo. He he went off and done some other brilliant films. Uh-huh. And probably, at the time, didn't want his career to be defined by just one film. Do you know? That's part of why you get actors maybe don't go into the, some of the roles. Yeah, you know, I Some of them will Daniel want to stay Radcliffe as something. Is the perfect example. Like, he is Harry Potter, and that's yeah. all he will ever be. Yeah, in my eyes, anyway. So, like that's why Christian Bale did so many of the Batman. Like it was only three, wasn't it? Two or three, mm-hmm. and he's like, right, yeah. I'm, I'm gone now. Gone, yeah. Do you know because he didn't want to be so just, just with being Batman. It's the same thing when people get that Superman cape on, they don't want to be associated with just being Superman, which I get like too. Yeah, that's fair enough, but um, I'd probably look at it going like, hang on, I could be 
Hans Solo here. <laughs> Class. Hans Peebo. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's the way I look at it. But... Yeah. Well, there's actors that have obviously done things prior to getting big roles. Like, um, Robert Downey Jr. obviously done quite a bit before he was um, Tony Stark Iron Man. Like, you know, um, I think like Chris Hemsworth, he'll probably always just been known as Thor. Like, he, he's done things since, obviously, the Marvel films. Like, but they haven't been anywhere near kind of the hype that, you know, the likes of Thor films or Avengers or stuff would get. Like, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's you're right. It's just the way it is. He probably just doesn't want to be you know, typecast as, well, you're Han Solo. Like, like, it has happened to a lot of actors. You know, you don't, like, Daniel Radcliffe is, and forever will be, just Harry Potter. Like, Elijah Wood, although he did do films prior to Lord of the Rings, but he probably will always just be Frodo Baggins. Frodo. You know? like, mm. It's it's just the way, the way it is. But, you know, at the end of the day, with the money coming into your bank account, it's probably not that difficult to live with at the end of the day. Like, no, no. So. Um. Is there anything else coming up that you're excited about? Um, I can't really say I'm too excited about the Batman film that's coming out. Um, Are you not? Not really, no. I it looks just, like it's going to be pretty dark. It looks like it's going to be dark. But, I mean, we've had so many Batman films, so many actors have played Batman now. And, you know, Robert Patterson is... He's not really known for... You know this sort of role, but he could surprise you. You know, uh, Heath Ledger shocked the world as the Joker, so I will obviously give it a chance. We'll watch it. In terms of what I'm excited for this year, probably the thing I'm looking forward to the most is see as a toss up. I don't know if the House House of the Dragon is out this year or that new Game of Thrones show. I'm not mm. sure if that if that's out this year, but the Lord of the Rings TV series is coming out on the second of September on Prime and. I really am looking forward to that. Can't wait to see what they've done over the last two or three years. And uh, I think they had like a billion dollar budget. So it would need to be good. I think it's actually Yikes. a billion dollars per season. I would need Holy to look that ghost. Up. But I think that's what was quoted. That's the money that Amazon threw at Lord of the Rings to get this, this series done. So they're filling both, both first and second season back to back. But the second series probably will be released the next year. But you know, it it would need to be good. <laughs> you know, are you looking forward to anything this year? Um, there's nothing like straight away uh, like stands out. Mm. Do you know? There's nothing. Um, look, look, I love Batman films. Genuinely love Batman films. Uh. Batman's Batman's superhero powers are these tight as fuck. And I think that's class. You know what I mean? He's just a yeah. scrapper. You know, he's a really, really hard bastard. That's that's what Batman's superpower is. He just he'll hit you a dig and that's it. He'll be dead. He's just uh he's a fictional thing, isn't he? Like he is, look. He's just yeah, exactly. Um so I am look I I'm looking for that but I'm also like it looks like it's gonna be pretty dark. Batman is dark. Yeah, but I wonder where they'll go with this because, like, the the Joker with um, what do you call him? Uh, Riddler. No, no, the Joker, the film with uh, what's his name? The actor that played oh, the Joker. 
Joaquin Phoenix? Yes. Yeah. I'll not watch it again. The Joker film? Yeah, I watched it once and it was brilliant. But that once will do me. Yeah, I think I think I remember at the time when you and Brenton went and seen it. I think I can't remember it was you or Brenton. I can't remember who it was, but maybe it, you felt like it disturbed you in a way. <laughs> it did. It was that sort of film. Um, it it is. I suppose it is sort of in a way disturbing, but I think that's just kind of the reality that you know. I think the Joker, in a way, sent out a message that mental health issues are real, and I think that was the real, you know tone of that film and mm-hmm. uh, how people really are struggling how they can pushed over the edge um, and that's hard for people to kind of see stuff like that and yeah it is like you say it can be diff- parts of it can be difficult to watch but I mean absolutely outstanding film and oh one of the best amazing. one of the best performances by an actor or actress ever yeah unbelievable. absolutely unbelievable he nails it he nails it like and people probably didn't want to touch the Joker after Heath Ledger nailing it. Yeah. Which is fair. Um but he was absolutely super that's that scene on the stairs where he's coming down it to uh which is which is sick enough he's coming down to that Gary Miller song. <laughs> Rock and um, roll part two. Yeah, it's just like the visual on that is just unbelievable and, and dark. As fuck, obviously as well, but I mm. um, I just you know I, I hope they don't go too far into the Batman thing. I hope they still keep it Batmany, like where he punches a lot of people in the mouth, tell them <laughs> fuck off. But there's obviously still a good uh, storyline behind it too. Like um, but yeah, apart from that, there are no not I'm not as tuned in. I wait for you or Steve or Brenton to say something on TV, and then I'll be like, all right, must watch that then. Um. So, sort of yeah. like like how we rely on you for the sports articles and kind of what the fuck's going on in the sports <laughs> oh, world at times. The Athletic getting bought for $550 million today. Well, yeah. I don't know what's going through yet, but that's mad too. That's that a lot mad. of money. Um, no, I don't know a lot about it, but just kind of going off what Steve said, it's not a good thing. Um, no. I, I cancelled my subscription to Athletic anyway, so... It's not like it's going to massively affect me, but I mean, there's a lot of good journalists there at the Athletic, and a lot of them mm-hmm. journalists left their jobs with, you know, the likes of the BBC and stuff to go to the Athletic, thinking that. And we did. We all thought at the time, like, right, this is the Athletic's going to be massive. Like, this is where we're going to go for all our sports news, all the breaking news is going to come from the Athletic now. All the best articles are going to be there, and it seems like that's kind of been putting a bit of jeopardy up in the air with the New York Times banner. So. Do you think the thing is with the New York Times they don't focus uh a lot on sport. All right, they have obviously sport some sports section, but it wouldn't be a driver for them. Mm-hmm. Now they have a sports section. Uh they have a lot of sport. Uh, so it's gonna be interesting to see what they do because as you said there's a lot of good people have gone there and like Steve was saying the other night or today there's there's four writers for the Raiders alone. You know, and and what's going to happen there with them? And obviously, their podcasts are superb. Their podcast, mm-hmm. and you can get them without subscription, obviously, because you get them on your podcast uh, channel, and there'll be adverts. That's whatever. But it's just going to be interesting to see what they do do with the subscriptions and how you stay tuned in and do the prices. Do, do the times change it? Do they change the, the 
format of it, the pricing of it. It'll be really interesting to see what happens here now because $550 million is a lot. And I, I know people are thinking it's going to be drastic cuts and things going to happen. For $550 million, you'd like to think that it would be the do positive changes to increase it, mm-hmm. to make it, I don't know, better because I don't think it is wrong. I don't think there's that much flaws in it personally. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. $550 million for the Athletic and £100 million to buy Southampton. I mean, if Liverpool had to just chuck them an extra $25 million, they'd own Southampton right now, plus have Virgil van Dijk anyway. Could have been your um, training academy. Yeah, like... Um, they essentially are anyway. <laughs> uh, Jack Grealish cost the same amount as Southampton. Yeah, Lukaku pretty much cost the same too. It's Lukaku, crazy. sorry, as well. Um, Van Dijk was 75, Allison was 80, I think. Um, Pepe, I Pepe was 70. Was, yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to think of, like, football is completely fucked. Yeah, Neymar cost more than, than Southampton. So Coutinho, and now he's heading and back to... Dembele at Barcelona as well. Like... I think that tells you everything that's wrong in the world of football right now. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, I mean, we could, we could go on about that for so long. <laughs> and uh, we obviously are conscious that we've been talking for a while now. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, like, that, you're right. Like, that's, that's a wormhole of just madness, of chaos. Like, that opens up a lot of different universes there, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Maybe yeah. we will do as a Babel Thursday night. Babel will sit down and just say, like, what happened? where do we go even as fans? Because mm-hmm. I think what us two were quite similar, whereas, like, I feel like I'm on the, on like an edge sometimes where I could just be like, you know why I'm just not throwing myself into that anymore. I'm going to throw myself somewhere else. Yeah. Like, like just um, very, very, very quickly, like, Obviously, Arsenal got fined 20 grand this week for failing to control their players. Laughable uh, against Man City. So it'll be very, very interesting to see what happens to Tottenham after what their fans were singing last night at Stamford mm-hmm. Bridge. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, maybe, maybe we'll cover that on Monday or whenever uh, when we see what actually comes of that because that'll yes. be quite interesting. Um, that'll do us then, folks, for our first TNB of 2022. Jonathan, the first one out Here. of the way. Very I know, good. very weird, very strange. Um, folks, thanks for listening. Obviously, thanks for listening um, to Monday's show and for anyone that subscribes or likes all of our stuff. Really appreciate it. Anyone that's on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the football babble. We really, really, really appreciate that. And, and if you aren't, but you fancy it, head on over there, patreon.com forward slash the football babble uh, and sign up. It's £1 a month, £12 a year. And you help us five lads sort of keep producing content, get a few more equipment, a few more kits and pieces. And hopefully 2022 will be a much bigger year for us on the Babble. And we'll have more guests. And I'll actually learn to hit record when I have the guests on, which will be nice. Uh, enjoy, folks. Jonathan, as always, thanks for coming on. Um, get all of our stuff on Twitter and Instagram at the Football Babble. And you'll find us and on your podcast apps, same again, Football Babble, you'll find us there. You see our faces on our little uh, picture that Brenton's got put together. And um, yeah, enjoy the cup weekend of football, folks. If you're into it and you're getting stuck into it, enjoy it. I hope your team gets beat. And we'll see you all again next week. Good luck.